0: amazing prices await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals
1: when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how kroger brand products taste or you get your money back so next time you're shopping for the family look for delicious kroger brand products
2: Welcome to Money-Making Conversations. As you heard, I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. What is Money-Making Conversations? Let me tell you. Each Money-Making Conversations show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. They, in turn, deliver information about career planning, motivation, financial literacy, and how they lead a balanced life. Appearing on my show today is a pioneer of the modern black film movement. You know the movies, House Party, Bebe's Bay Kids, Django Unchained, and Boomerang. Who don't know Boomerang? He would discuss his involvement in new projects like Black Panther, the comic book and animated series. New television series he has on now, Reginald Hudlin. She is an actress, producer, New York Times best-selling author, fashion and cosmetic mogul. And she can currently be seen on Starz Network's number one hit show, Power. That's Lala Anthony. Renowned for her ability to innovate, motivate, and influence culture through media and instruction, TV executive and CEO of Ruby Red, Gina Holland, and film star, activist, comedian, TV and radio host, musician, writer, director, executive producer, and philanthropist, my man, Nick Cannon. Wow, that's what Money Making Conversation does. You ready for this ride because I'm ready to deliver. My first guest is a film and TV director and producer. He's a pioneer of the modern black film movement, House Party, like I said earlier, Baby Kids, like I said earlier, Django Unchanged, Boomerang, Marshall, which starred Mr. Black Panther himself, Chadwick Boseman. He has a new TV series airing on the Fox network called Showtime at the Apollo starring the one and only Steve Harvey. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Reginald Hudlin. Hey, now. Come on, Reginald. That's a lot, yes, man. That's a lot. That's a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm trying to be busy, man. You know me, trying to stay a moving target. Well, you know, and you do it so well. And I, I want to just start out about uh, relationships because I, when I look at your career and I know my relationship with you uh, over the years because you've always contacted me or I contacted you and we've always blended our ideas and and just to stay out there in front of the next moment. How how important is relationships? in your success story? It's crucial. Uh, you know, you can't
3: do it alone. Uh, now, you, you, you've got to get your act together, you've got to do your part and then some. <clears throat> but then the next step is to find like-minded people. Mm-hmm. People who share your value system,
4: mm-hmm. people
3: who share your work ethic,
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, people who share your goals. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what I've always felt about you, which is why I, I've always said to you, if I'm working, you're working. Right. You know, right, I'm right. always looking for opportunities <laughs> yes, <sir>. to, <laughs> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. to help you because mm-hmm. I know without asking, mm-hmm. you will always look for an opportunity to help me.
2: I, 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 I asked that because we had to go back, uh, BET. You know, you, mm-hmm. people say uh, sitting in the room, uh, trying to figure out how we're going to work together. You, me, Steve Harvey, and that's how we did Celebration of Gospel. That's right. The last 13 years. That was a vision that you saw. And, you know, we wasn't sure because we was coming off of that, you know, cussing comedian, you know, uh, kings of comedy, you know, deaf comedy jam. But that didn't bother you. You saw beyond that and really laid the, laid the, 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 the groundwork for Steve Harvey and I seeing ourselves in a different light. How do you? But that was that was a decision that you had to make, and I would say somewhat risky because people are going Steve Harvey is that, that comedian that costs a lot, but you saw we gonna have him host a popular gospel show. Well, I just saw Steve as a giant talent. Yes, sir. You know what's
3: what the whole world is seeing now. I saw from the beginning,
4: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. and here's a big difference in terms of. There's kind of two types of people in Hollywood. Right. <laughs> there's heat seekers and there's talent seekers, yes, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, if you are a talent seeker, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if someone has been put on or not. You go, this person is gifted, and boy, can I be lucky enough to work with that talented person? Or oh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you can say, oh, that person, he's over. He's not hot anymore. You go, no, 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 that person is talented. Right, right, and right. And right, I right. believe of a talent, whether it's been proven to the public or if the public may think their moment's over. If you spot talent, then mm-hmm. you invest. Now, if you can't feel, spot, taste talent, if you don't, if you don't have that sensibility, you have to go with heat.
4: Right, right, right.
3: right. Uh, you know, otherwise you can't even see it. You go, well, that's what's hot right now. And you chase hot. And I understand people who that's all they can do. But I've been blessed to be able to
2: recognize talent. And when you recognize <laughs> talent, you can get there first. Come on now. When I think of that, and we, we got that's a nice transition to Showtime at the Apollo, man. I saw mm-hmm. you on LinkedIn. You were smiling. Say, we back. We back. <laughs> I looked at the show, man, and you 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 put your stamp on it, man. You put your stamp, your brand on it. You know, its it feels exciting. It feels like the original show. So what was your vision about the show? You know, we got Steve Harvey, the biggest talent in, in the universe right now, especially the TV media, and then you have a brand that we know about that has been altered a little bit, chopped up. Some people have changed some stuff. What made you say this can work? Well, first of all, it's Showtime at the Apollo. <laughs> All these talent shows
3: don't exist without standing on the shoulders of the Showtime at the Apollo. There you
4: go. There it you was go. the
3: first. It was the best. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. I mean, that's you can't. I mean, like, come on. This is this is this is Adam. This is this is, this is the DNA and. I've talked to people who worked on those other shows. Mm -hmm. And believe me, the producers of those other shows reference the Apollo all the time. Mm
4: -hmm. They
3: say, Mm -hmm. well, you know, the Apollo did it this way. You know, we need to do it like this because that's how the Apollo did it. Wow. Wow. So don't be fooled. Those other people know what they're doing, Mm -hmm. they are copying the Apollo. So we know it's going to work because it has always worked. It has worked. Before there was TV,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> the right, right,
3: right, right, right. <laughs> so, so now it's like, okay, so we're back. Now we're on primetime. Now we're on a major network. So now we've got to, we can't be stuck in the past. We've got to upgrade. We've got new technology. We've got new ways of storytelling. <laughs> we can go deeper than we ever did before. So you keep what works, and then you add to
2: it, add to it, add to it. Beautiful. And, and, and it shows so much in the, in the clarity. But the thing that I like about you, Reginald, is that you are a visionary. I remember when you called me when you were shooting a Django Unchanged with Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. and Samuel Jackson. Yeah. And you said, Rashawn, you got to get your butt down here, man. we doing something down here, mm-hmm. man. That's crazy. That's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said, I remember you told me about this scene you saw where everybody was crying after the scene. It was just so emotionally mm-hmm. moved by that. You get involved with projects like this all the time. This is not accidental, Hudlin. How?
3: How? Well you it, well, it's crazy. It's funny you should say that. Because, like, with Jango and Shane, right? Right. Woo! People were upset. Had not <laughs> read the script. Didn't know nothing. Oh, man. This is a ass movie. Oh, wait, what? You working with Quentin Tarantino? Oh, uh, you, know, uh, you know, he date black women. I'm like, I date black women, too. What's the big deal? <laughs> so, I knew I was waiting on this interview. <laughs> everybody's all worked up.
4: Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I,
3: but I said, look. I go, have you read the script? They go, no. I said, I read the script.
4: Mm-hmm. Here's
3: what the movie's about.
4: Right. Mm-hmm. It's
3: about a black man who will do anything to right. get his wife back. Right. He will walk into hell. Right. <laughs> and kill anybody between him and his wife. And he did. To get his wife back. <laughs> now... I don't know about you. I ain't got a problem with that. That's a love That's story. That's my kind of movie.
2: That's a love story. I
3: won't, because, you know, I love my wife. Mm-hmm. Don't get between me and my wife. <laughs> It'll get handled.
4: Right, right.
3: So I'm like, wait a minute. We ain't seen a movie like this. This is what we need. So, of course, when the movie comes out and everybody sees it, everybody gets quiet. Right, yeah, right. You know, that, 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 was right. Pre- that was pretty good, man. <laughs> that, that was pretty good. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah wasn't it? Right. But you just got to, you got to, you can't go by other people. You can't be a heat seeker. You got to be a talent seeker. You got to, you got to recognize real when it comes your way and go, I believe in this and I'm riding for this. And when you do that, it works
2: out. There's the great thing about you. Okay. Black Panther. See, you were Black yes, Panther sir. before Black Panther. You know, the, <laughs> the comic book. You know, he's always Rashawn. I got to get this word out about my comic book, the animated series. And I'm going, okay, because mm-hmm. I knew nothing about the movie. you know. So so you was out right. there with that brand, with a clear – that's what I keep telling you. He's a visionary. People need to understand this about Reginald Hudlin. You need to follow this guy on social media. You need to track this guy on LinkedIn because he's always ahead of the curve, always with a clear understanding. With the power of Black Panther, how has Black Panther changed Hollywood? It changed everything because – Right
3: now it's it's just uh, <laughs> it it's I think the number four biggest movie Did in I Hollywood we- history, about to be number 3 mm-hmm. It it's bigger than every other superhero movie. Mm-hmm. It just passed Jurassic Park, it was getting ready to pass Titanic. Mm-hmm.
2: Um and It did it being the blackest possible movie you can make. (laughs) One white dude, one white dude, two white dudes, one guy killed. (laughs) Right,
4: right, but wait a minute.
2: When have you ever seen Black
3: Utopia on a movie before? Yes, sir.
2: Yes, sir. Yes,
4: sir.
3: A world where like no, no, we run things. Mm -hmm. We're more advanced than everybody else, and that's what I wrote in the comic book. I know. Years ago, I wrote the comic book for four years, Mm -hmm. and the the important thing about the book was, and now I'm getting ready to say some historical truths, in Benin, we had metal alloys, right? Mm Taking two metals and blending them together. Yes, sir. While people in Europe were still living in caves. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact is, in that prehistoric point of history, we were a more advanced culture.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
3: the premise of Wakanda is what if we never lost that head start, and you know, and we we wouldn't lose it if we were such a military might that we could not be conquered.
2: Now, again, I want to tell everybody: Showtime at the Apollo, the Arizona Fox, hosted by Steve Harvey, produced by the one and only Reginald Hudlin. Reginald, I looked up on online. They say you had a couple of projects, uh, a Rick Rocks project coming up. That you're working it, on?
3: And yeah, we're, we're developing, you know, uh, a project about uh, Freeway Rick and you know how the U.S. government conspired to spread crack cocaine across the country as a way to pay for some illegal, other illegal activities they were up to. So we're developing that story. We're developing a story about the life of Colin Powell. Mm-hmm. You know the the amazing military leader, mm-hmm. uh, we're you know we've got so much interesting stuff popping off. I'm doing a whole new line of comic books, uh, with uh, a, e- even broader range of black superheroes. People love Black Panther. We are going to give them that Panther. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're gonna be there. Oh, and, and closing. I just want to just say a couple of things about about but your brand, which anybody uh, should understand that he's telling you about relationships, they are key. He's telling you about, okay, if you, if you don't understand a strong work ethic is the key to success, then you will fail. You understand, you, 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 you learn that from your parents, your family, now you're teaching it to your child. That's what this all business is about, is passing on information. You're changing the game with the Image Awards. Anthony Anderson is doing an amazing job. So you're putting a stamp and moving forward with the community and allowing us to see ourselves in a positive light. Thank you, Reginald. Thank you, ma'am.
3: Thank you. you know, Thank you. Thank you for this venue to, uh, to be able to tell my story.
2: Hey, we'll talk soon. You keep winning, my friend. This is Rashawn McDonald, the great Reginald Hudlin. Watch Showtime at the Apollo. Keep winning, y'all. Money-making conversations. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and money-making conversations. Don't touch that dial.
1: As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations.
5: Until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually create that product or start selling products... The universe doesn't have to deal with
1: you. Money-Making Conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success.
5: It's good to have a money-making conversation with somebody that make money. <laughs> Excuse me.
1: Let me tell you about the host of Money-Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000-plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed.
2: Hi, Rashawn McDonald. You're back with Money Making Conversations. Let's get it rolling. My next guest, he's on the phone. Is one of the most prolific independent producers in Hollywood, Thirty producer credits, six Sundance films, ninety-eight film festival award nominations, and one hundred plus hours of original TV programming for TV, Oxygen, BET, TV One, and Stars. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, our old friend, Datari Turner. How you doing, sir?
5: Uh, thank you for having me, boss. I appreciate it. Thanks. We're so happy <laughs> to be here. Well, you know, I, I <laughs> you know,
2: I. Uh, you know, I uh, when I started this uh, show Money Making Conversations and um, it's about entrepreneurship, it's about uh, entertainment. Um, and I'm out there managing Steve's career, managing my own writing and producing career. And uh, and I just, I guess, keep seeing the evolution of you um, from a model, from an actor. And I just wanted to take the time before we start getting into the projects to talk about that evolution. Because I'm sure they, were, they, they took you into some uncharted waters. Talk to us about that yeah. transition.
5: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, I I started my career in the entertainment business. I was discovered by the Four Mile Agency when I was nineteen, and you know, my career quickly took off. I moved to New York, and mm-hmm. you know, was in a lot of really major campaigns mm-hmm. from. Abercrombie and Fitch to Tommy Hilfiger. When Diddy started Sean John, he he made me the face of
4: mm-hmm.
5: of the of the line for a few years. And you know, I, I I obviously you know thought about you know I thought about my life a lot. My parents always talked about legacy. Right. Um, you know, both my parents been married forty years, and um, you know they always talked about legacy and, and um, you know being that they always were skeptical about me getting into the entertainment business. My dad works for the government. My mother is on the school
2: board. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> was, That's nothing but career. That's career employment, right there, brother. Career employment. It,
5: <laughs> it, exactly. So I, you know. I was doing really, really well in the fashion business, but I th- was always thinking about what my life was going to look like when I was 30 mm-hmm. and 40. And, you know, I always thought about down the road. And, you know, I didn't want to be the guy who, you know, was still trying to model or go to auditions when I was 30 and 40 years old. So mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though I was doing really well, it was, you a, were. Now you it were was now. an interesting point. Yeah, you know, I was doing okay, but it was an interesting point in my life. I felt very—I uh, was—I was depressed. And I was—you uh, know—I had times when I was depressed because I was just like, you know, this can't be it. I, I know that that you know I want to do more, and that's when I really started thinking about making that transition into writing and producing. And you know, I went when you know—was was, was stay in the house for days at a time and just watch. Move, you know, watch older movies. I watched, like, everything Hitchcock made and, you know, Stanley Kubrick and Ewa Kazan and, you know, John Cassavetes. I just started really getting into watching films. And that's when I, um, you know, I started writing. I decided, you know, I wanted to be a writer-producer, and I started working on my first screenplay, which was Video Girl.
4: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, here's the interesting
5: thing
2: about it. I want to tell people about our relationship. Because when he was modeling, modeling, he was transitioning into acting, and that's when we met yep. on, on sitcom. And the thing about him that, that I'm so proud of, and I have to say, I take this with pride, was because he was never satisfied with just doing the lines. He wanted to understand the whole process. And so he sit in my office, he sits in my office, yeah. and, and just pretty much bugged me. To give him enough information, just <laughs> so he can understand, and, and it was always that. But 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 that was a fearless nature about you that even back then, you know, I knew then that you were not. I, I believe me, I'm not a visionary. I didn't know the the evolution of what you are today, one of the top producers uh, and creative minds in Hollywood today. Young minds, let's go and put that in perspective. Young minds in Hollywood today. <laughs> When you when you were sitting back there just asking me questions, other producers questions, what was the what was the thought process? Because we were just bringing you in there trying to help you transition, give you an acting opportunity because you want to be more than just a model at the time.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I just like I'm I'm a big student of the business. You know, I researched a lot of people's careers, mm-hmm. and you know, and and obviously, you know. Uh, what, what you and Steve have been able to do has <laughs> been amazing. I mean, mm. that's, that's, it's really, really big, you know, uh, uh, you know, entrepreneurial minds, and, yes, and, you know, opportunities you've yes, given sir. to so many people, you know, that look like us. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, incredible. Um, I, I think for me, I just wanted. I always, like I said, I always thought about just having longevity and I yes, think sir. when you, when you're able to create your own projects, you know, I think the town has to respect you better, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're not just somebody waiting by the phone for somebody to give you a job. So, you know, when I, even when I looked at the people like the George Clooney's and the Brad Pitt's and even the way, you know, Brad Pitt and, and, you know, I mean, even the way Matt Damon and and Ben Affleck got in the business by sort of writing themselves in the business because they wrote Good Will Hunting Mm -hmm. Um, the film that they want to ask him for. I just think that the town, you know, and people like John Favreau who wrote Swingers and he, you know, he was acting and stuff. Now he's one of the biggest directors in our business. I just think that you have to be, you, you have to do more things than, than just one. And, you know, when you can, you know, create your own projects uh, again, I just think that that's just a, a different level of respect in our business that comes with that uh, versus just being looked at as, just a talent. talent
2: here's a great thing about it i'm on the phone or he's on the phone he's the creator and executive producer of the hit we tv franchise growing up hip-hop which is currently in his fourth season and spinning off a miami version to add to the new york and atlanta series uh datari turner hey datari uh let's talk about uh that whole process first the original concept the original show growing up hip-hop and now the the franchise that we hear we see on tv uh the housewives type franchises. That is uh, what makes me most proud about what you're accomplishing. You know, you're making money while you're sleeping now.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, but for me, I, I always, you know, my, my mission statement in life, I just, I feel like everything that I do, it has to have a real message of why I'm doing it. Like right. I, I never wanted to do something uh, just, just for money, you know, because images are really powerful. You know, con, you know, uh, I mean, they they say that what we do in Hollywood is not brain surgery, but you know, if you really think about it, you know, this is the reason why America is still a superpower. Really, is because of our entertainment business. We're not top ten in education. You know, uh, <laughs> China, I mean, old half of us. I mean, we are dead <laughs> like crazy. And then we now have other militaries that rival ours. So the reason why we're really a superpower is because of our entertainment industry. When we release a movie, it's the number one movie in the world. You know, our movie stars are the biggest movie stars in the world. Our Even our reality stars are. But I, growing up, hip-hop really was, you know, seeds planted a long time ago. You know, I remember when I created my first TV show, The Ultimate Hustler, with Damon Dash at BET. You know, Damon said something. To me, that always stuck with me. You know, him and Jay Z were sort of going through their breakup at the right, time. Right, I remember. But, you know, they both said when they when they started Rockefeller Records, you know, they named their company after this legacy, you know, white family because they didn't know uh, of a lot of black families that had black families that had generational wealth and had legacies like the Rockefellers. So that always stuck with me. Uh, because at that time, you know, Diddy was coming up with them, and uh, even Russell Simmons hadn't had kids or been married to Kimora mm-hmm. yet. So
4: mm-hmm. they
5: they named their company after this rich white family, and I was just like, "That's you know." I, thinking about that and how my parents always talked about legacy. Now through hip hop, you have these wealthy families that have second <laughs> and, generation, you know, right. second generations of wealth. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just you know when. You know, I was, uh, I hired, you know, Angela's sister, Vanessa Simmons, for a movie I produced called Dysfunctional Friends and um, how that came about. Uh, you know, then the Chevy company reached out to me. They wanted me to create sort of like a uh, a web series for their site because a lot of these brands now are trying to really get into content. Authentic and so content. they, they it, it, exactly. So, they, so I came up with a, with a web series called Celebrity Closet Raid, and I reached back out to Vanessa to have her do it because, you know, they have these, you know, closets that have, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of clothes, and she couldn't do it at the time that she was pregnant, but she said, you should do my sister Angela because she has, you know, quarter million dollars in shoes in her, in her wow. closet. So I hired Angela to do this show, and then we, you know, we became you know, good friends, and, um, you know, she was looking to get back into reality TV. And Mm -hmm. so we both, you know, set out to uh, try to get her a show, and then we were unsuccessful in that. And then that's when I came up with the idea to, you know, I was like, well, how about we do it with all of the the legacy kids? Let's go get Romeo. (laughs)
2: Let's
5: go get Romeo and Master P. I had just produced a movie called A Girl Like Grace that Romeo was in. And, uh, you know, I went back to Damon Dash, who I had, who I did my first show. Mm-hmm. And now his son was grown, Boogie. And mm-hmm. uh, it really was just me calling all the people. Calling relationships. I knew and, and,
2: relationships. And, exactly.
4: That's what drivers did thing.
2: as well.
5: Yeah. Cool. You know, everything, like like I said, everything I that I do, I just wanted to have a meaning behind it and want it to be something that's positive and allows people to think about things. I'm so, going to tell you something.
2: You know, uh, again, um, the things that you've accomplished in your life and will be accomplishing. You're seeing all the right people. Rich Paul, one of the top agents in that LeBron camp. Ava DuVernay, you know, Amari Hodrick, Megan God, Kenya Barris, all these great names, uh, uh, franchises on TV. You're doing it, my friend. I, 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 I'm glad I got to see you in the beginning because to see your journey, has been awesome.
5: Hey man, I, I really appreciate that, Rashad. It means a lot. And yeah, I'm just out. I'm just here. You know, I just, <laughs> you know, a lot of things I'm working on, and you know, got a ton of projects coming. You know, coming down the pipeline as well. But <laughs> I'm just trying to stay employed, man. <laughs> and you will
2: be employed, man. Keep winning again. If you need me to promote just any of your projects, just let me know. Just contact my staff, okay?
5: Rashad, thanks a lot. I really appreciate
2: appreciate you, having you me brother. Appreciate the chance to hang out. Let's Thank you, sir. Again bye
1: As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations.
5: Until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually create that product right. or start selling products... The universe doesn't have to deal with
1: you. Money-making Conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success.
5: It's good to have a money-making conversation with somebody that make money,
1: <laughs> excuse me. Let me tell you about the host of Money-making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000 plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed.
2: Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. It's a great day to be Rashawn McDonald when you have guests like this. You're listening to Money Making Conversation. My next guest... Long-time friend, long-time actress, long-time radio person. I didn't even see radio in her credit. That's what that's what kind of messed me up a little bit. I didn't see radio in her credits. Producer, New York Times, best-selling author, fashion and cosmetic mogul, whose presence in the film and TV industry is rapidly growing. When I met her, she was 19 years old in Los Angeles. She was doing midday radio. And Steve Harvey and I, we were doing Morning Drive on 92.3 The Beat. She can currently be seen this summer on Stars Network. Number one hit show, Power. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lala Anthony. <laughs> hey, it's so nice to be talking to you. What's up, everybody? <laughs> oh, girl, you're fantastic. Great. Thank you for calling in. First of all, of um, first of all, I got to go back when I first met you in Los Angeles. And um, you were just so naturally gifted. and But you oh, were always... You. I always got the impression because you always said you wanted to be bigger, you wanted to do more. You always felt that you were bigger than radio. What was the drive? Because you because you was hired from Atlanta to do radio in Mm -hmm. Los Angeles, which is that's cross country, okay? Right. And that's a lot of emotions. That's a lot of you know, a lot of things that you know. There's no guarantees, but you made that decision. I want the I want the listeners to hear. What drove you at that early stage, which makes you the success you are today?
6: I think I think to be successful, people have to understand you have to be willing to take risks and be willing to, you know, push fear out the way. I could have let fear get in the way of me moving to LA at 19 years old and not knowing anybody. Actually, I never even been to LA when I moved there I mean in my world you can only dream about a place like LA you weren't traveling there so I had never (laughs) been there before and I just got off the plane and moved there but I had to let fear out the way because I knew what my goal was I knew I wanted to be successful and I knew this was the start of achieving that goal so I just chopped it up did what I had to do and I feel like you know it all worked and made the right decision.
2: And and so we met, you know. Used you always Rashad,
6: yes. uh, Can you give? Me, can we talk? Can we talk? I mean, I always talk to you about everything, <laughs> everything, and looking at you and. And and Steve Harvey, you know, that motivated me, too, because I would see all the amazing things you guys were doing and not just being on the radio. Mm-hmm. I felt like at that time and even now, mm-hmm. you know, people want to put people in boxes. Like, right. if you're on the radio, that's all you do. If you're a producer, that's all you do. If you're on TV, that's all you do. And Steve was one of the first people, along with, you know, your help, to break those barriers and mm-hmm. show people you can do a lot of different things and be great at it and that's what i wanted to do so it just taught me at an early age not to put myself in a box and be able to to accomplish different things
2: and then the first big break out of radio was mtv Mm -hmm. and i remember you said rashad i got an audition i mean you call me audition and i think i think they like me what what should i do you know i'm over here hustling with steve so i really couldn't 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 get into a world but all i can go go for it girl Go for it.
6: Right. No, you so, always gave me the confidence, and that's something I'll never forget, and I'm so grateful for it. That's why when I even heard about this interview, I was like, Rashad, do y'all know how far back we go? <laughs> like, you've been instrumental in my career, especially in the early early mm-hmm. stages. But yeah, the MTV audition happened, and I booked that job, and then I moved to New York, and it started, you know, hosting CRL. hmm
2: And that's the thing that always and I would text her sometimes, uh, when i uh, see her on tv where it was on bet and just all your articulation and your intellect was always especially when she used to do the social media boards man you right. was just and i would text her i said girl are you crazy that is too good i would just text her i don't know you know it's, you know because it was just it was just you just a naturally gifted person and you just and everything came off so easy and I know it wasn't easy because you put your work in. That was the one thing I want to let everybody know. One of the most hardworking individuals is on the phone right here because she puts her time <laughs> in. She's willing to give the hours. She's one of those people that, you know, I was I was running the people go, what it takes to be successful. And people always ask me about they're, they're, uh, when I said down, people always say, I want Steve Harvey's career because they want me to manage them. I go, well, OK, let me just let you know. I'm a workaholic. Rashawn McDonald's yes. a workaholic. Now, Steve Harvey is a workaholic, too because I never had to see on the phone right here. Lala Anthony is a workaholic. So, <laughs> so it's like, they don't, they don't just the bed is just there to rest. It's not there That's to it. lay in. And, and we to, don't
6: even, and we don't even use, we don't even want. like we should be resting more. We barely even rest. It's just hard work. And sometimes people don't understand that they see certain things. It looks so easy. It's like, Oh, I want to do that too. And no mm-hmm. one really understands the bliss, blood and tears that are put, Behind it, like it's not easy, and that's why I always say it sounds so cliche when you say hard work pays off, but it really does. Because one thing about me, I just know hard work, and I'm watching it even now just continue to pay off in my career, and I'm not gonna stop.
2: I know you're not, and I'm gonna tell you this (laughs) other compliment. When I saw you uncensored, you are you you are beautiful. You're articulate. You're smart, and I'm gonna tell you something. When they when they put you in these roles of being a daytime talk show host you have to have <laughs> layers you know you know you have to have experiences so when guests come to you right. with emotional issues you have to have be able to talk to them you can't look over the producer what did i say now what i say now yeah, what
6: am i about to and say so now? you got to be able to
2: relate you were you were you were everything last night so so what was the goal that you were trying to accomplish when they approached you to do uncensored for tv1
6: they- i think for me it's just allowing people to see who I am as a person, even though I do feel like people know that, but just an inside glimpse of my life and how I started and how I made it to where I'm at today. And for me, it's more of an inspiring story for Mm -hmm. young women out there who Mm -hmm. are trying to achieve goals to look at, you know, the struggles or different things I've been through to get to where I'm at and just to inspire people to say, you know, you can do the same thing. None of us were born with a silver spoon. In our mouth, we all worked hard and came from humble beginnings and made, you know, great lives for ourselves and just telling other people, like, you, you can do this, too. You can achieve these goals and more. So for me, it was motivating and inspiring to people out there and just gave people an inside look at, you know, my life and how how I did what I did and how I'm going to, you know, continue, continue on this path.
2: Now that that's really cool because when I was when I was watching it, it was like I really loved the interaction between you and your son that was like
4: right
2: Oh you know you know producer I, I went in producer mode right there
4: she, right. she needs a talk
2: show right there right there right there look at it look at, her, <laughs> look at, her, look at her right there every mom in the country she got the soccer moms right there she got the regular moms the single moms she got every mom in that moment right there and then like I said at the age you're at right now and in in years, they've a lot of people have tried to lock that age group that you control right, right now, and I'm just looking at you know you know I know you got all the right people around you. If if the offer comes to you, go for it, girl, because you are ready.
6: Thank you. you. Well, Rashawn, I'll be calling you like I did in the past. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do? Because that that would be a new field for me and something I know you know. Very, yes, thank very you. well. Thank so you. I'm just appreciative to have people like you in, in my corner, no matter what I decide.
2: to and do. It, and it is time. It really is time because, like I said, yeah. you know, we're going to talk about some of the other things you're doing, but before we transition to power and the clothing line and, and the other shows that you're doing, uh, I experienced, you know, emotional tragedy in my life with the hurricane hit Houston, Houston right. uh, Texas. And it basically... You know, that's a hurricane country. Just like Puerto Rico is hurricane mm-hmm. alley sometimes. And but what it did yeah. to my city was devastating because mm-hmm. you know you have the you know you have the black neighborhoods, you have the white neighborhood. Well, the white neighborhoods got flooded this time. Okay, the white neighborhoods right. got towed up this time. So right, right, that really right. knocked the city for a loop because they nobody expected that. You know, because our, right. our, our high end neighborhoods of uh, Memorial and River. Well, guess what? They were underwater
6: underwater
2: and so Mm -hmm. when i saw what happened to puerto rico can you just let everybody know walk us into the emotion that you were tied to that situation there when the hurricane hit
6: yeah it's definitely emotional i mean my family's from puerto rico i still have family in puerto rico and you're just watching this happen and you know you're not there so you feel helpless you're just watching and you can't get in touch with anyone you're calling phone lines are down you're emailing, you're not getting responses, you don't know if family members are alive, are they okay? Like, those are some of the, you know, hardest days of my life, just waiting to just get a answer, a yes, a no, anything, just, just something. Like, that's so hard. And then, you know, luckily all my family was okay, and I did get those responses. But what's even more heartbreaking is how we watched how, you know, the United States and our president mm-hmm. kind of handled Puerto Rico became like a joke and, oh, it's not as bad as what as, as you think. And then, you, you know, you never saw anything else about Puerto Rico on the news or anything. If you go to Puerto Rico now, yeah, San Juan, which is the main town, looks somewhat like itself. But go a couple miles up into, you know, some of the, the towns and things mm-hmm. are still, mm-hmm. it's just horrible. Like, there's still places with no electricity. There's still places with no running water. And you just would never know that it's all all of a sudden Puerto Rico just got, forgotten about so i'm here to continue to bring the word out into the needs of puerto rico continue to raise money do what i can um spike lee actually called me over the weekend and mm-hmm. we're pl- planning something together in puerto rico so just continuing to keep the spotlight on it because if we're just going off of television you would think puerto rico's back in tip-top shape and and doesn't need a thing and that's right. just not the case
2: right and i that's why i wanted to make sure i brought that up in our interview because thank it, you just this, this is this is bigger than uh, a movie you're in or a TV show I'm right. producing because people's this lives are affected. This is real life. This is truly <laughs> right. this is real life. So your mom, yeah. she's beautiful. Thank Dear you. Mama, VH1, you will be hosting. This is what you do, la la. This is what you do. Tell us about yes. the hosting the Dear Mama Mother's Day special on VH1.
6: Yeah, so I did it last year. We're doing it again this year, myself and Anthony Anderson. And it's just a
2: salute. See, Anthony Anderson is out. getting like Steve Harvey now. You know that, right?
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's doing it all. He's doing <laughs> it all. And we always, I mean, he's such a funny guy. Like, we have so much, it doesn't even feel like work. We over there just cleaning and having fun. But to do the show and honor moms out there and single moms and working moms and just really show love to the moms is is a great thing. And, you know, we have other celebrity guests who honor their moms. But then we find moms, like, in the military we want to honor and just different moms all over, you know, the world. And it's just an amazing kind of pull-your-heartstrings thing to be a part of. And I'm happy to be hosting it again this year. And
2: and that's important because I love the fact that, you know, because when it first came out, now you said, Rashawn, single moms, traditional moms. You know right. all these layers, and again, you involved in another project that is <laughs> fully encompassing. I, you, like I said, I just want you all to understand who we're talking, who who I'm talking to, and who you're listening to. A young lady who's very aware of her brand and very aware of her fan base. What you're doing is multiple streams of income, and that's mm-hmm. a that's a, that's and making money while you're sleeping. That is the goal here. You're at that right age the eighteen to thirty four millennial group will mm-hmm. follow you. I want everybody to know how powerful you are as an entrepreneur how you're winning in in the world and just in the world of information the fact that you still like like you, like you identified in this in the uncensored that you still have love for Puerto Rico and yes of course and and, and you're the voice of Puerto Rico now you divorced for women all over saying okay you want to wear some denim jeans i got you i got you zero to 24 right. i got you i got right. you okay you hosted mother's day dear mama on mother's day may 7th i got you single mom i got you military mom i right. got you working mom i got you traditional mom i got you celebrity yeah. mom i got you po mom this is what we do so you yes. keep winning, girl. I, I'm so great you took time to talk to Rashawn McDonald. I, Rashawn, I feel good. I,
6: I could be the biggest <laughs> celebrity on the planet Earth. I will always take time to talk to you.
2: Well, girl, you keep winning. You are a star. I feel so good to be able to look through the over the years to see the journey you've taken. Um, Thank stay you. Stay blessed. Stay blessed. I love you. I got to say that. Thank I love you,
4: you. I love you,
2: too. We Keep winning. This is Lala Anthony. She is a beast. Entrepreneur beast, that is. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations.
5: Until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually create that product or start selling products. The universe doesn't have to deal with
1: you. Money-making Conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success.
5: It's good to have a money-making conversation with somebody that make money. (laughs) Excuse me.
1: Let me tell you about the host of Money-making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000-plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed.
2: Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversations. My next guest, let me just tell you, history... With me, over 20 years I've been knowing this young man. He's entertained audiences in film, on television, in music, on stage, online for nearly 20 years. He is a true social media influencer who continues to dominate all facets of entertainment as a comedian, host, actor, writer, director, executive producer, DJ, philanthropist, and children's book author. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations the incredible Nick Cannon.
7: What's going on, sir? Nick Cannon,
2: my man. Uh, I'm just going back real far (laughs) when we first met when I was still on the Jamie Foxx show. And you used to sit in my office and you used to tell me you wanted to be a guy who created multiple streams of income and you wanted to make a difference on stage and off stage. And you've been doing it, my friend.
7: Absolutely, man. you truly one of my mentors and one of the people that showed me that you can be multifaceted and do all things on the entertainment side, but more importantly, on the entrepreneur side. So, And I appreciate you for just being an OG and paving the way. <laughs>
2: well, thank you. Uh, you know, you sit on the sidelines, man, and, and look at a, a talent like you because of the fact that you, you, let's 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 tell everybody. You know, you you kind of got your first. You you out of San Diego, so he's right down from Los Angeles. So yeah. you came up, went to Los Angeles, and your first break really was doing warm up. Correct?
7: Yeah, um, definitely my first break. I mean, as a teenager, like obviously you know doing the hustle of, of being a stand up around you know fifteen, sixteen <laughs> years old all through. Through LA, and then you know, our first couple opportunities. I mean, the first opportunity I got to do warm up was on Nickelodeon,
4: mm-hmm. and then
7: to me, I I turned that into a business. I mean, that was enough to pay my mama's rent,
4: mm-hmm. and
7: and you know, I was just every every show that gave me an opportunity. So I I started mainly like you know the Q and chairs and the, all that, but I got an opportunity to warm up a couple of times on some WB shows and even hang out on the set. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, the different shows, like the Jamie Foxx show and the mm-hmm. Steve Harvey show, and that's when I kind of saw how big that world actually was and how many jobs and occupations that, you know, one could be just instead of just being in front of the camera.
2: Because that's always was the case, you know, and your first movie break was, I would have to say, Drumline, correct?
7: Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, because I, when I was a teenager, from I'm doing all of the hustling and stuff, I got to deal with Will Smith. Uh, and so he gave me a small little role in uh, Men in Black 2. Uh, so that was probably the first time I was ever on, in a movie, but the first movie that I ever starred in was Drumline.
2: Come on now. We're talking about a star, you know. You know, you carried that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that was a Will Smith movie. Okay, Nick, that was a Will Smith movie. We talking about you talking about <laughs> drumline, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
7: exactly. <laughs> when they not, say you are the man, enough.
2: you are the man, you know. <laughs> it was such a timely movie. And I, <laughs> I, the reason I love talking to a a, a brand like yours that started so young and still relevant today is, is, is because of the fact that You've grown through that whole millennial generational process where you grew up with the iPhone, you you grew up in the internet generation, you know, emails or, you know, I grew up in, I, I was born with a rotary dial telephone, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, they just let you know, <laughs> right. you know, when when, when, the, when, the, when the television shows went off when I was growing up, you know, they went off at, at midnight and you heard the flag and the and the national anthem, you know, today yeah, is yeah. technology, is <laughs> right. digital. When so, television used to go off. <laughs> <laughs> for, for real went off, you know. Mom, what are we going to do now? Go to bed. You're going to go to bed, boy. You're going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and so you grew up in a twenty four hour world, a twenty four hour world. How did that how did that affect you knowing that? Because I see it in your brand and we're gonna talk about those layers, but I just wanna get a good sense of what incredible, which is your company, the visions that flow out yeah. of that. Tell us about that.
7: Really it's uh endless possibilities. Uh, more than anything, like you said, like you live in a 24-hour world, and, and everything is at your fingertips. There's nothing that you can't do. There's nothing that you can't put your mind to, and just the ingenuity, just based off of your creativity, is is so prevalent in this generation and in their mindset. They don't believe there's any any limits, which is cool. So to be able to approach business, life, just from an aspect of like whatever I put my mind to, I'm gonna make it happen is a beautiful
2: thing and that's a, and that's a really important that you say that because of the fact that a lot of people don't pursue opportunities out of fear they've of change and that's right. not, that's not your mo you don't you know we all have we all question ourselves i want to tell people you know nervousness or, or when i feel uncomfortable i used the word uncomfortable in my my vocabulary when i talk about change I always say that's a good thing for me when i'm uncomfortable i'm about to veer into another direction that's really going to be good for me because if you stay comfortable you know you you can subject to the failures of being comfortable but when you have multiple streams of income like you're creating then you also know there's a lot of uncomfortable zones that you go into questioning yourself like like the whole creation of the wild and out which is a legendary um production that you created as a young man a young man And uh, talk about that creative process, and then then I went on hiatus for six years. It was on MTV, then it went to MTV2, now it's back on MTV.
7: Yeah, I mean, honestly, to your point, that's a perfect example of how one idea that nobody believed in and nobody understood Mm -hmm. it, and I had to invest my own money. I know. You know against my <laughs> agent and my <laughs> managers. Everybody said, "Don't do it. It's not gonna make sense." Mm-hmm. And what is an improv hip hop comedy show? Right. And so I rented out a comedy club in L. A. Got all my friends together, and you know, you know, people that nobody had ever heard of at the time, from Cat Williams, D. Ray Davis, Kevin Hart. Come on now, come uh, on a. now. <laughs> all these people that I was just trying to hook my friends up with jobs. And now these guys are multi-millionaires today. Uh, but, yeah, and, and then, you know, we cut to 200 episodes later. Like you said, it's just a brand that doesn't stop because it speaks to a generation. And, again, even in that world of comedy, it's just showing that it's a new form of comedy. It's a way that people can be free and loose. And now even, you know, with the online generation, we're creating stars out of them, too. And, you know, elevating the brand and, and diversifying and showing that it has many different verticals from, Gaming to to restaurants to touring. I mean, you was the biggest comedy tour last year, and cool. we're going out at, again. You know, in the arena, arena this year, so we we killing them.
2: Don't let Steve Harvey see that talking about you the biggest comedy
7: tour. You yeah. know, <laughs> um, th- th- not this year, last year. I ain't I ain't reached the king's level yet, but we definitely on there here. King's a comedy now,
2: <laughs> but no, that's that's awesome. Go, we yeah. we gonna, gonna talk about a couple of things because you went into. The wild and out, and we talked about exploring other areas, restaurants, food. Okay, yeah. you got a big wild and out restaurant you open in Miami and then San Diego, but the Miami one is opening first. Tell us about the vision, tell us about its opening.
7: Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to open the first uh, hip hop sports bar chain, and you know, we're kind of going after that 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 Hooters and, and Dave and Busters business yeah. because we're going to have, you know, Twin arcades and, mm-hmm. and drinks. Yeah. And you know, same thing we do, we're doing wings, tacos and waffles, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's but, but it's kind of cool when you think of everything you see and love from the television show is now going to be live and living color right there to where you, you know, it'll be the wild and out girls and, Mm -hmm. And all of the games, the menu will be named after some of your favorite people on the show and and games that we play. So it's really just creating a whole 360 experience off of a brand that's already been uh, tried and tested. And it's also promotable.
2: The thing about it, I like the fact that you know for a fact now that you're about to capture an audience that's going to have a spending power for at least another 20 years. That's the beauty of listen to right. you talk you know because I, I, I people always know that that economics and television and growth is always determined how long is your audience able to buy how much are you able to purchase and right. if, you, if you're if you're capturing that oh because we all because that's MTV too and MTV audience that means you're going all the way down to 18 yeah. and you're capturing that 34 so that audience at 20 years is gonna be 38 and 54. So you got a, you got a legacy. Yep. Their kids are going to come in there. So you building a brand. So we're got we starting in Miami. Then we're going to go to San Diego, which is your hometown, which is great to go down there. Right. Making, making everybody yep. proud of you on an idea that everybody said, what are you doing,
7: fool? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then once we uh, expand from San Diego, Our next spot is Los Angeles. A few months later, we'll be open in Los Angeles by the end of the summer, right on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, uh, New York, um, Atlanta, and then Las Vegas. Those are the the ones that we want to have open all by the end of uh, 2018.
2: And every one of those are home-run cities, brother. Every one of them are home-run cities. They're your audience. You talk about New York, you know just opening in New York, is it's going to be a beast. Las Vegas is perfect. Hollywood Boulevard for Los Angeles is awesome. And Miami, that's international, which means that the brand that MTV is for you, international. So when we come back, Nick, I yeah. want to talk about your tour that you know you're setting records for. I want to talk okay. about... Uh, you know the TV shows, the comedy specials, and also your brand your-, your you know you're a your college student now you know I got a degree in mathematics, so yeah. I'm proud that you're going back to college Howard university, but more importantly, you're just a special young man Indeed. that's changing the world
7: and that's what i am saying I always just encourage everybody to to tap into the philosophy that money and 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 currency is energy and and really when you can come from a place of positive energy and when you think about energy that's self-generating you generate you're your own generator so to sit around and just wait for someone is is a old fashioned way of thinking when you feel like you may not have a dollar in your pocket but if you generate if you if you utilize your your inner energy to create your, your wealth it will be ongoing forever mm-hmm. so to me, it's like my, my ideas are other things that are invaluable. My happiness is invaluable, and I, it goes back to putting out that positive energy because money doesn't make you happy, but happy makes you money.
2: Nick, I couldn't say that better. Uh, you know, um, from Jamie Foxx to now, uh, that smile, I always love that smile because behind, behind that smile <laughs> is pure genius working. Pure entrepreneurial status Thank working. You, You're making it happen. Proud of you. Proud of your business. Uh, let me know about the restaurant open so I can show my ugly face down there and grab me some of those waffles. Definitely let me know about hey, it. To- you definitely got to let me know what opens in Hollywood because you know it's going to be packed. All those people going to be wilded out. He's got it. He's a superstar Absolutely. and entrepreneur. You're a superstar in life. He's a superstar dad. Ladies and gentlemen, we've interviewed Nick Cannon. Follow him. Because he's a beast, he's a social media influencer, he's a king, a true king of entrepreneurship.